Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. I am here with a good friend and a person who is so dialed into the Arcturian frequencies. It is amazing. And he's about to share an exciting story with us. Hi, Gene. Welcome. Hi, Lauren. Uh, great having you. Great ha- Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> it's great to uh, talk with you. So amazing. We've done a lot of shows together and a lot of high energy online healing retreats. Let's start with the most exciting news of all. I know many are very interested in this. You have been working to make contact with off-planet beings and the Arcturians. And so something just happened recently. Share that story. Oh, yeah. Like, so about a week ago to the day, um, uh, I started a training. And um, actually, it was Sunday night that we had the um, contact experience in Zermatt, Switzerland, which is uh, the home of the Matterhorn uh, Mountains and a whole range of mountains. So it's known as a contact site. And like we had discussed earlier, people have read Tom Kenyon's book in um, Arcturian Anthology. He had had an experience connecting with the Arcturian ships there. So part of our um, reason for going there was to do further contact work. And we had discussed um, contact work that I had experienced uh, just recently at Mount Shasta. And I know we did together the um, online healing retreat with that uh, and also a quantum conversation with that. So we went up there, um, we went out, uh, very cold and crisp, clear night. And uh, the major contact were actually seven power-ups, which are basically where at the star level, you see um, basically dark uh, sky. And then uh, basically, uh, it looks like a star powers up, you know, maybe 10 times its size, and then goes back down to darkness within about three seconds. So, um, and that's very hard to explain in terms of any human um, or man, human-made sort of uh, phenomenon or mechanism. But at, within a span of about five minutes, we saw seven of those cons- you know, consecutively um, in slightly different parts of the sky. So it was, uh, 
as if you were seeing seven of these light bulbs go off uh, in the same part of the sky, but not in the exact same location. I had had, we had had similar um, contact experiences in Sedona like that. And we didn't have this piece of equipment with us in Zermatt, but um, if you see that under night vision goggles, or we had seen that phenomenon in Sedona with night vision goggles, and it's actually one ship, it's actually one object, it's just powering up um, at various times. And then it goes back down to a light source level that to the visible eye is invisible or basically looks dark. But under the night vision goggles, it still comes up bright. So it's actually moving <laughs> and it's just um, powering up seven different or you know, however many different times you can see it visibly. So I think that same, those seven power-ups in Zermatt was probably one light craft just moving um, and then powering up. Uh, and then the other point is that we had um, lasers, which are a way that I learned from Stephen Greer's protocol to, you basically can signal back to the, these phenomena, these ships, so to speak. Uh, you circle them with a, basically an astronomy laser that looks like it's hitting the night sky. And I found that in my um, experience with contact, that if you have that capacity to signal back with light source, that you tend to have more visible contact and not just um, sort of, you know, in etheric or consciousness contact. So we would circle these as they were going. And I think that's what led to more power-ups. So. Okay, that's so very cool, Gene. So by circle, you mean you would beam the laser, is it like a laser pen? And you would just circle in a yeah. little circle? Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Around the, um, you know, the, the, the light object that was powering up. So it's a way for us to signal back to them. So you're having this two-way conversation with frequency, basically, or light, and also your consciousness. So there was some consciousness contact that I can go over, like what, what we were thinking in the group or what I was thinking when that happened. Um, and then one more point is that the power-ups, there were some visibly different lights each time it powered up. And one in particular, there was a, a gold, uh, in particular, it looked gold to every, there were four of us there and in another, and they all, and we all saw this. So it wasn't just um, individuals. And, uh, and then another one in particular had green in it. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah, that is very interesting. So when you saw the power-ups, you said it was like a star level where it would get bigger. Mm -hmm. Did it change colors when it was getting bigger? Did it like, I mean, you did primarily say these, these colors, but did it flicker different colors? Mm -hmm. uh, pretty much stays the same color. I mean, it, it, it might have changed into different colors that were, depending on like how sensitive people were to the, the actual, um, you know, color range. But it is very, it's fairly quick. So I would say uh, each power-up is about three seconds long. Uh, but it's so significant because it's coming from a black patch of sky. And uh, at, during the time when it powers up, it's not moving. Um, so I can, um, Stephen Greer has recorded uh, this phenomena at Mount Shasta. So I could at least forward you the, uh, you know, the video on YouTube. So you can, you know, people can get a sense of, you know, like how that looks. Um, Cool. Uh, and in Mount Shasta, I, that's where I've seen the most, but I have also seen that phenomena in Sedona and also, you know, in Pennsylvania, even in places that aren't 
um, you know, so-called uh, hot spots, but I guess our hot spots. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. We'll add that video in and share what that looks like. And so, you mm -hmm. know, you were talking about the lasers and making contact. You literally were communicating in a way. So based on your last experience when you were in Shasta, you did receive a download in energies and then you actually assisted all of us to tap into that energy. So I love when you call it consciousness contact. And, and I think that's what we're gonna bring through today is a little bit of those energies. So I just think that's really cool. Um, and then the fact that they were using these color rays for you or with you on this. And- Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Oh, no, that, that was great how you uh, pointed that out. And um, I mentioned before that I had done a lot of training with Stephen Greer uh, initially in 2009 to kind of learn these protocols. And then after that, I just sort of started to use that and also just sort of informally uh, work with groups. Um, the main thing is through consciousness, and that's, that's kind of why I was mentioning it's consciousness contact. So we did actually go out there, not just to look at stars, but actually the group had intended to make um, contact with any type of interdimensional beings or uh, craft in particular that you could see outside. Um, and I had actually had no expectations because it was the first time going to Zermatt or to Switzerland and so I didn't really know what to expect. And I think that may have helped uh, in some ways to not have any expectations because it was um, of the sightings I've had that would be, have to be, you know, top two or three uh, single sightings, you know, significant ones. Um, so it was kind of this um, interaction between our intention and I guess the intention of the beings or what showed up and not such a random experience. All right, so it's been a week. Have you had a chance to uh, unpack the information? Or when you were there, did mm -hmm. someone have an experience or a transmission? Were they able to get that transmission or decode it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, um, a couple of things. I, I, I don't think it's Arcturian. That's, that's one thing. Um, Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, so kind of like a process of elimination a bit, um, which in some ways is significant for, for myself or just in general, just because I've been connecting with Arcturian energies predominantly. Uh, I don't think it's the same as um, what we transmitted from the Mount Shasta uh, with last year, which I called um, the intergalactics. Uh, and then more recently, like in the last day or so, the the symbolic being that seems to be showing up is a golden lion, golden lion being. So uh, I know there's a something. Lion. About, yeah, a lion. Yeah, lion faced. Oh. Uh, so that could be symbolic of the energy and also the consciousness. But I know there is um, something that I need to explore in J.J. Hurtock's book, uh, The Keys of Enoch, where um, the sphinx, the uh, face to the sphinx, um, he refers to that, I believe, I have to re-reference it, uh, as a, actually an intergalactic being that actually is more lion in nature. But he does have a reference to some type of lion intergalactic beings. And Gene, I'm not sure if you're aware, I know that you do a lot of your work and you don't read around to others because you like to bring your channel and your energies in pure and clear. 
But right now, with this eclipse window that we just finished back even in August to the one most recently at our new moon, the the lion, it's been very lion energy. Oh, so wow. I find that fascinating. Wow. That's, that's really cool. And yeah. then the fact that it's a golden lion being. I know that mm-hmm. Judy Callie would say it's the golden, it's like the golden dolphins, the golden lion. It's a, it's a level of ascension, a, oh, a wow. graduation in a way. So I think that's pretty cool. Oh, that's great. That's great. That'll be, that'll be helpful. I would, this is like, just like maybe within the last 24 hours that I've had that inner um, sense as I tune back into the energies. Um, wow. And, yeah. and, you know, to me, that really is an empowerment. And we've had other uh, guests on Quantum Conversations that talk about this time with the lion and how we mm. can really embody the lion. So that's really cool. Um, you had an experience with that. All right. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, maybe later we can um, can kind of tap back in and we can uh, maybe experience the energies of that um, experience because I didn't I do think it was like you said a download. And the other point uh, that I got was that it was meant to be um, sort of packaged as a frequency for other people to share with other people. So maybe even like um, one of our online healing retreats can be some of those transmissions so people can experience more of the energy encoding. Uh, because um, what I've learned is those light bulb experiences, those flashes into a circle, uh, this came from the training I had with Stephen Greer, are actually packets of um, light information codes, uh, a tremendous amount that occurs um, uh, so you're experiencing something physically, but on the interdimensional levels of your subtle bodies, you're receiving a lot of information that, of course, is coded or packed. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, all right. So you had a very gentle contact then. I know others with contact, sometimes you get the beam of information and it's so much energy coming in that you have to go lie down and sleep, <laughs> right? How did you that night how did you sleep that night did you have dreams mm-hmm. woke up the next morning did you hear anything sense anything yeah that's great great point to unpack you know just for my own reflection uh, I did note that I didn't um, sleep as much um, we were at um, 10,000 feet uh, you know just where we were so um, there was a, a thinner uh, or less oxygen in general uh, which I did know, but um, uh, I usually don't need as much sleep, maybe because of meditation practice, but I did note that even less that evening. And uh, one of the things is I wrote down everything. Um, I'll have to send you the write-up. Maybe that could be added to some online healing retreat uh, because I took notes immediately after, which I haven't always done, even though I've had a lot of significant experiences. But that that is kind of... Um, the, the strong suggestion is because these are almost like you're, you're in an altered state of consciousness, even though you're awake. Um, you tend to forget a lot of the um, significant points, um, almost like when you're dreaming and you, you think you'll remember all these really cool uh, images, but then you come back to sort of beta <laughs> brain waves or this um, more three-dimensional reality and, and you kind of forget those. But I did note uh, maybe four or five pages worth of notes Uh, immediately after. So there may have also been, uh, there was a sense of being contacted on the consciousness level from these uh, beings, which, you know, I can share 
which I think is uh, as significant or even more significant in the long term. So one of the things is that I may have had sort of a motivating impetus, maybe from their interaction to make sure that I wrote down what I experienced. Um, so it could be shared or somehow recorded. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Especially with the incredible work you do with the frequencies. And just for those who are new to Gene Ang, this is a person who channels incredible interdimensional energies. And Gene, I've, I've watched you over the years and experienced the change in frequencies that come through you. It's as if when you open yourself to the Arcturian energies, more energies come to you. And mm. so that it's like you were beamed with energy there in Switzerland. I just think that's so amazing. And it's light information. So it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was interesting because of, I think there's the, we were, the, there were other three other people in the group who two of them actually were at the Mount Shasta retreat from the year before. So yeah. they had uh yeah, there's an interesting phenomenon that once you've had contact, which many, many of the your speakers and also listeners have um, experienced, you tend to, um, I guess, have more contact because uh, you're open to it. But there's almost a signature that they may be reading uh, in your field. Uh, I know that happens with dolphins. Um, when I went to Hawaii and experienced that for the first time, um, almost naturally uh, in the ocean, they came up. The, um, the Hawaiian who was with me said that once you're, um, they're, you're read by their sonar, then anyone, like if I went, came and swam in Ventura uh, Beach out here in California and the dolphins uh, saw me in the water, they would know that I've been read by dolphins. So it's something in your field that, that stays permanent. Um, so I think the same thing is, it's very similar communication uh, strategies, so to speak interdimensional beings, I guess dolphins would be interdimensional beings, um, or we all are, but um, yeah, so I think that might, have, that might have also been a main factor in the contact again in Zermatt. Um, and these people were actually from Switzerland, so it's almost like their home country, uh, the ones who are also in Mount Shasta. So I think there, there was something in our field being uh, reunited activated absolutely uh -huh. on your mission on earth mm -hmm. new earth i think that's just so cool and mm -hmm. i love that story with the dolphins as well and there's just very interesting stories that do come up you know um the dolphins will totally heal you mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're uh you know on the back of a boat and you're you're swimming with the dolphins for example they will come up and they will take that away and they do like scan you and read you and at times i was aware of another person that was not allowed in the water with us and so mm -hmm. that could be the dolphins at play as well it's very interesting how that works a, a kahuna had mentioned that person was not supposed to be in the water with you so it's interesting mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah right. yeah um uh, yeah, yeah, and I'll just mention, I was uh, just to finish that, uh, the point was also that, uh, so we called it the Zermatt 7, <laughs> because there were, one person in particular remembered how many light flashes there were in our excitement, like we're <laughs> all they did remember actually how many power-ups there were, and there were seven, 
Um, so it seems like there, you know, a way to embody it is as seven transmissions or seven kind of um, packets of information that, you know, so, somehow may get kind of like, that could be a, a way to package it. Wow, <clears throat> absolutely. And you know, for the skeptics out there, I just want to say, Gene, that, you know, your training in this and your intuition and the way that you feel frequencies, you know, without a doubt that this was significant. And, mm -hmm. though, and so when we each have experiences like this, no matter what, um, we should tap into it the way that you did. And I love how you said to write it down when you wrote it down, because yes, absolutely. There, there's so much energy coming in that you must write it down because you will forget it. And I've had people say that truly, when we open to receiving information like this, light encoded information, that we actually have a responsibility to share it with the world. So good mm -hmm. on you for doing that, really. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's great about the, um, uh, you know, the skeptics and people who are evaluating it critically. Because I even, from my own scientific background, and even with this experience, um, which was interesting in, in the communication piece was uh, at the very, towards, uh, you know, I didn't know when it was going to end, but it seemed so significant that um, almost like uh, out of a movie that I, in my mind, I was thinking to them, because they are aware of our thoughts. I was like, if, if this is true, I'd, I'd like it to like, make sure that the, um, the pulsation wasn't too regular. Because if it was, it's too regular, then I'm thinking to myself, this could be human made. Like if it's on, if you're count, if there's seven pulses and you're counting like a five second beat, then, and it's all, always occurring at five seconds, then to me that might be too, um, like uh, that could be human made. Uh, so, but what happened is as soon as I thought that, it ended. <laughs> so I guess they, if, I mean, it's not a definitive um, proof, but if there was any communication, it's like, uh, you know, this, the communication to me uh, intuitively was, no, this was real and, um, and see it's stopping now. <laughs> like, it's not just like some, uh, because like uh, one thing that you can really tell for easily, but uh, airplane lights also blink, but this is totally, that's a totally different level of blinking, but uh, they'll keep blinking at like, three seconds or five second rhythm. And you'll just keep seeing them blink as the plane moves across the sky. So, um, so it just went silent after that thought form. <laughs> so there was, there was, uh, there's, there was definitely this subtle inner communication. There's more of this inner communication that occurred during that five minutes, but that was one very significant one for me that you'll probably see in the write up. You know, this, um, this really is the evolution of consciousness. This sort of contact is, is advancing consciousness where we're not allowed for that thought form anymore, right? Mm -hmm. When it ended, it was as if it's like, yeah, we're not going to play that. You know better. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. So, so then our topic is Arcturian healing frequencies and consciousness. And yet mm -hmm. here, just a week ago, you had conscious contact, conscious mm -hmm. communication that you still are unpacking. So we're going to experience that with you in a special uh, video transmission of those frequencies. But I just think uh, that's really cool, right? Mm -hmm. It's um, it, it really is conscious, consciousness communication. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I, I mean, the other thing, you know, and this may also apply to, you know, the Arcturian work, which we've talked um, a bit about, but the way the contact happened that evening was um, so that the night sky there, like at 10,000 feet, and it was so clear. I mean, there wasn't a cloud in the sky. Yeah, that particular evening. Um, but for whatever reason, um, and this can happen unconsciously, I think if you're just like blown away by the whole experience. And that's the whole thing is, as you get used to doing this, you, it's sort of like swimming with the dolphins. The first time you're so excited that there's a level of depth of consciousness that you're no longer aware of. You're kind of like, you're like almost like just high on, <laughs> on the whole experience. But if you can calm down enough, that's actually where their consciousness is. It's almost like a, like the whale consciousness. It's so deep. And um, what I noticed is like when we went out there, there were only certain parts of the sky we were all, the four of us, drawn to look at and like play with laser around, even though the whole thing was clear. And when I noted that, and sometimes they communicate to you that way, is you start speaking as if it's your own thoughts, but it's actually them communicating to you because it's so subtle. So I kept telling the group, because this is what I was noting, like, look how we only keep watching this part of the sky and not like behind us, you know, from where we're facing, even though they're equally clear. And as soon as I said that, that's when it started. <laughs> In that area of sky we were attracted to. <laughs> so, you know, so these kind of things, um, you know, maybe people probably go out, maybe they'll go out on their own. Uh, you can just note these kind of things. They, they seem like your thoughts, but they're, their consciousness is overlaying really subtly on yours so that the communication is occurring. But if you're a little bit too like in 3D reality, um, and, and that could be due to the excitement, uh, you'll think it's just your thoughts uh, until you maybe you reflect or if during the moment you can sort of slow your thoughts down, um, you'll be in that deep conversation while it's happening. Yeah. These are just notes to myself, you know? <laughs> yeah, good. Oh, yeah, so yeah. really everyone stay calm and really stay mm -hmm. centered in the heart. I want to share a quick note. I have a friend who uh, channels many beings and in her home one evening, she started to see this purple mist in the room down the hallway mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. he sensed it was St. Germain and she got really excited and it immediately disappeared. Uh -huh. <laughs> she heard um you you can't get excited <laughs> oh, right right <laughs> <laughs> really cool okay and 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 like with the dolphins as well you know if you're if you're chasing after them and or, and you're excited they'll get out of there really quickly <laughs> so the more that we can stay calm because it really is this evolution in consciousness so Stay tuned, everyone, as we learn more and more about this. I've even spoken with people who know that off-planet beings are here to raise the vibration, and that really means they're beaming us with energy, and that's really what you've experienced. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, you know, at some point, um, you know, I know maybe we uh, wanted to talk about the Arcturians, but this kind of is very exciting also. But you can experience um, kind of both of the frequencies. Um, I haven't um, attempted to connect with these um, frequencies, although that, I think that was packaged in the information was to uh, definitely make it available to others to experience. And, um, you know, I, I know how to do that. I, I've already got the sense of that. So we wanted to, you know, experience some of that so people could, 
uh, connect and then they can just make a connection on their own to those uh, beings. I don't even know what to call them yet. <laughs> Except it's Ramat 7 right now. So Yes, something with a golden line. <laughs> the golden line, right. All right, so everyone get stay tuned because this is going to be where Gene brings through frequencies and we're going to connect. Hopefully you'll bring through these beings in this uh, short transmission that we'll do. Of course, we do a lot of other deep work with you online and that's just beautiful too. But this experience is for all of our viewers and listeners today. Before we get there though, share with us, for those who are not familiar, how you opened up to this. Here you are a Yale neurobiologist and you are and you've gone through deep spiritual training and awakening as well and now your mission is to really be the conduit for these incredible energies so share that and then we'll go into the transmission yeah yeah well the um you know the work we've been doing together here which has been great um it's also i guess a, a broadcasting <laughs> station to uh, for others to um you know partake of that or, or find their own uh, resonance with that on their spiritual journey has been through the Arcturian consciousness, which I think is becoming more and more, um, I wouldn't call it mainstream, but more within the spiritual community. Uh, there's different people connecting and being public about their connections. So I think other people have been able to make their own personal connection to that particular class of interdimensional beings. And I think that really opened, uh, even though I don't think that what we were discussing, um, I wouldn't call them the Arcturians. The Arcturian consciousness, I'm sure, was there. And, of course, would pave the way for me to be. And also the people there, it was an Arcturian training that we were there for. Uh, it was the night before we were going to start this, um, you know, day training in, called Arcturian Resilience Training, um, which was a new kind of class. But um, uh, so that might have been part of the inauguration was from these beings, um, Mortal Impact. But that paved the way, I guess, for myself and, and, those, and those people there to be open enough to receive um, that experience. Uh, so I think we were, uh, you know, for me, it's been quite a long path, like you said, since being more three-dimensionally, you know, trained as an expert in the three-dimensional world, a very small avenue of the three-dimensional world, which would be neuroscience, but um, really to be trained at that level, but then to this evolution of consciousness to be open and up enough to receive kind of um, a very physically uh, experience from another dimension. Uh, I think there needs to be that kind of preparation period. I don't know how long it has to be. It doesn't necessarily have to be in years, although uh, it's each person's, I guess, uh, soul plan. Uh, but uh, like what you were saying, I think you said it was gentle uh, from hearing what I said. Uh, uh, because um, a physical uh, appearance could be very destabilizing uh, if, you, if, let's say, my consciousness was 10 years ago. Because my level of consciousness was very geared uh, inappropriately for that time of my life to the three-dimensional world, you know, to do science every day at a, you know, kind of at that very high level uh, and focused in the physical world. And uh, to have an experience like that in the sort of physical world, but interdimensionally, uh, either it, uh, I realized this, and it also could have been a communication during that evening. You can have two reactions to that. One, it could destabilize you if you're, if you haven't had that process of kind of slowly opening up, or 
you will try to explain that experience through your current paradigm, which um, like for me 10 years ago would have been more three-dimensional or physical. So I would try to explain that from a physical uh, or scientific materialist paradigm, like maybe it was a satellite or maybe it was you know, something of this nature and not, uh, let's say acknowledge maybe that it was a spiritual or interdimensional phenomenon. So um, which could then somewhat close down the, the beauty and the possibility of the unpacking of that experience uh, for what it really was. And so I think that's why there's a gradual evolutionary process uh, so that when a physical experience like that happens, first, it won't be destabilizing. Um, and then two, it could be sort of brought through in the correct manner or interpreted uh, somewhat, at least along accurate lines. Of course, there's no like precise way to interpret that. But um, and that was that was a thought I had that evening. So maybe that was a communication. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so that is very interesting, Jean. You are still unpacking the information and it just brings to mind other experiences of contact. Uh, before we get into your uh, meditation, I do just wanna say you're a neuroscientist at Yale, not a mm -hmm. neurobiologist, a neuroscientist. And I just find it amazing that, you know, working with the, the, the brain and, and those pathways now you're channeling off-planet interdimensional frequencies for our planet. Again, it's quite amazing. When we see ships in the clouds or clouds that are shaped like a ship, like that happens a lot in Mount Shasta, mm -hmm. um, we can really tune in to the cloud and see if there's an information um, light code or information coming from that ship as well. What about clouds real quick? And then we'll move on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, um, you know, kind of the, the knowledge base I have around that. And I've, I have seen those, um, I think I believe they call like lenticular formations or around Mount Shasta, a very unique kind of cloud formation that will occur around, particularly around Mount Shasta. If you go look that up on, uh, you know, images or Google that. Uh, and it only, it only occurs sometimes. But the etheric um, ships, like the, the idea is that these interdimensional consciousness and forms can um, uh, densify into the physical. And the most dense that I've seen it is in a form of a light, which uh, we were talking about. But they can also stay more etheric um, and therefore sort of overlay on the cloud. So the cloud is sort of form, is acting like um, something in the physical that the etheric body of the ship or the being or the consciousness is overlaying on <clears throat> and then sensitives or people who might tune into that cloud are sensing that etheric and other consciousness aspect or interdimensional quality of the cloud uh, and then that's what they tune into so it's almost like there's a form there for the uh, beings to merge with very mm -hmm. interesting I know some would say that these are aspects of ourselves. These these could be other aspects, like it could be an aspect of your one of your higher selves. Have you considered that at much much? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And we and there was some discussion because um, prior to the you know this experience, which was is more kind of right at the forefront, um, but I think also links back to the Arcturian work. I had just given a level six Arcturian healing class. That's the highest level so far 
in Bern, Switzerland. So we were coming from basically um, 12 days of transmission, <laughs> you know, 12 transmissions worth of experience to that um, uh, first evening in Zermatt. So we were kind of soaking in the Arcturian energy. And uh, what we did discuss was that a lot of, that we're right now an aspect of a higher aspect of ourself, like our gene, this personality is an aspect. So another aspect could be the things that we're seeing in the, um, as light formations. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, that's a, a model that I've also um, been uh, toying with or con con contemplating in a, in a cool way. It's hard to wrap our head around, but it's very cool, and we'll get it someday. All right. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to give you the space now for your transmission, which oh, yeah. will help you bring in some of those new energies or tap back into it. That would be so special, Gene. Okay. Yeah. So why don't we do uh, this first transmission, and then I'll tune back in, or we can talk again. Um, and since we've been talking about, I'll call it the Zermatt 7 transmissions. It's probably the label will be used um, going in, but um, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of tuning in. So um, probably of that, the first burst of light, we'll experience what the frequencies and energies from that encoding will feel like. So people, yeah, you probably see me close my eyes and so forth, but uh, yeah, people want to just Get in whatever position you feel comfortable to receive the energies. And then after this, I can also explain how I'm tapping back into that uh, frequency and information. Okay. So we're beginning to experience the first burst of energy from the Zermatt 7 experience. You can just relax and just receive as it's coming across. <clears throat> and regardless of what you're experiencing, you'll be receiving the appropriate energy and information from the divine through these higher beings to your subtle bodies directly. as there's no need to worry about time and space from where the transmission is occurring. Seems like it's continuing to unfold, so we'll keep going with the transmission.
And from my senses is coming across, the frequencies feel very solid, almost like a solid block of energy or frequencies or information. Of course, you may be experiencing it in a unique way, so that doesn't have to be the manner in which you're receiving this. Okay, seems like the frequencies ended there. And I think by channeling them, the messages is that there'll be some uh, unpacking that can occur. Okay, when you feel comfortable, you can come back into your body, moving your fingers and your toes. When you feel comfortable, you can open your eyes and snap your fingers. Okay, thank you. I know that people experience that in their own ways, but let's just share here and see if we have any correlations. Mm -hmm. That was really cool. Okay, so I don't, I didn't see uh, any beings, but the energy that I felt at first, it was like a, a pulse, almost like a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. was like at least twelve or fifteen times, and then it was a big. And it, it just, it was like a, a solid dose of energy after that. And then it did mm -hmm. level off. And then it almost mm -hmm. felt like a big block was just coming down over my head. That yeah what I experienced. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's actually um, uh, what I also experienced it as, um, if I were to characterize what I was experiencing. And uh, this is actually the first time I have... Um, channel the uh the transmissions but um so it would be a unique um, experience for me but it was um like a solid block um uh, i don't know it, not that this was what was uh, occurring in my mind but just happening now <laughs> similar to like um, the matrix that you know neo the matrix <laughs> that movie with keanu reeves where <laughs> they have all those codes coming down but this actually felt like a, a block of um a frequency and energy coming down very solid block yeah, yeah, so we can mm -hmm. work with that later. That's really interesting. And mm -hmm. keep a pen handy so that we can decode that ourselves. Very mm -hmm. cool. I know, I know. I, I, I would imagine that even some could feel more of like a swaying in their body. Mm -hmm. you know, I just think it's just really cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, it may be worth doing the, a second transmission. Of course, we also have some Arcturian frequencies. And depending on our time, but it may be worth to do um, a second transmission from this, there's Zermatt 7 from the second uh, burst, just to, as a contrast. Just, um, we can see what it feels like. Uh, maybe, maybe it'll feel completely different and maybe we'll get another message kind of to unpack it, um, which will kind of reflect back on the first one. And then, and then if people want to experience some, you know, Arcturian frequencies after <laughs> or what our time leaves us with. Okay, perfect. All right.
Okay, experiencing the Zermatt 7, the second burst from the frequencies and information encoded from that. We're beginning that now. You can just receive and relax. Just enjoy the transmissions and energies. Knowing that it's from the divine through your higher self, facilitated by the higher beings of this experience for our greatest good and evolution on the planet and the solar system and of course into other star systems in the universe and multi-universe. So it seems like the transmission is still going, so we'll keep going. And just my sense as it's coming through is it has a definitely a different quality than the Zermatt 7 first burst transmission. And the codes and information are meant to Accelerate your consciousness. Okay, that seemed to end there. So you can gently but firmly come back to your physical body now, moving your fingers and your toes, coming completely back to your physical body now, when you feel comfortable you can open your eyes and snap your fingers. Okay, very, very cool. I invite our viewers and listeners to share their experience about their experience with us because it does assist all of us. All right, that was very different, Gene. Okay, so I don't know what you experienced, but for me, it was more like a swirling in the energy, like a bubbling, mm -hmm. right? And then it started more like towards my lower chakras. And then it was like lifting upward. I mean, it was really kind of very interesting. And it, then it seemed to stabilize. And then, and then when you feel it in the lower chakras again, it was almost as if it was making us levitate, like just mm -hmm. and then merging or, or blending with the the block that was coming down in the first burst yeah that's exactly i mean similar how, to how i would describe it i didn't i didn't get to get the experience with the lower chakras it might have gone there too but i did get the fact that it was more bubbly more kind of active kind of more like like this you know like um very uh rather than like a solid kind of block coming down it was more like this 
active um, kinetic type of tube, maybe that was coming, you know, smaller, but more active. So, and it definitely felt different than the first one. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. You know, and we each integrate these differently. And mm -hmm. so that tells me, you know, what I really felt when it was in those lower chakras is it was like more of um, the evolution of oneness coming back into oneness instead of, um, you know, having to be in a fight or flight or a fear. It was like more of a, a oneness. Uh -huh. So very cool. And these yeah. are codes to accelerate consciousness. We can certainly feel that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I sometimes I do try to speak from the energies, or I do um, when during the transmissions. Uh, but there was the sense of the multiverse. And I remember just remembering the, right prior to that experience during the level six training, some of my own thoughts that I was con uh, contemplating was the fact that there are like... Um, for God, I was just reading somewhere like 600 billion galaxies, which is when you uh, meditate just on that, what the physical amount of galaxies there are is phenomenal, not let alone solar systems. So uh, I guess there's more um, stars than there are like sand, uh, particles of sand on the earth. But, you know, it's just like phenomenal. So I think uh, there are universes and multiverses and maybe these uh, communications are connecting us uh, more directly to that experience. The yeah. evolution of consciousness. Mm -hmm. You are really at the forefront of it, Gene, and these energies that you bring through are just amazing in the way that it helps us physically and emotionally. I know uh, in the past it's done a lot of work to bring a lot of clarity and purpose in our lives, and it just seems like as again, as we do this work and you assist facilitating that, that it's opening to such different experiences in that evolution. So it's just really cool. And again, I thank you. So before we go today, it would be really beautiful for everyone to experience the Arcturian healing frequency because this is something that even with what we experience today, we can do it on our animals and ourselves whenever we can tap back into it. I know it's been very helpful for me and so many other people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there, there's um, kind of a new frequency. It seems to be kind of right here now that's Arcturian. Um, they're called the Arcturian flying dragon frequencies. I mean, there have been Arcturian dragons in the method um, like already at level three, as I was just, this is just a way to codify it. Um, and like I mentioned, there are already six levels, but there is a, a form that um, is just evolving now that um, I've connected to called um, Arcturian Flying Dragons. So I thought maybe we'd experience the gold white one on the gold theme. The, there's one called the Arcturian Gold White Flying Dragons. Then we can uh, see some other, maybe some supporting frequencies from the Arcturian method will come in afterwards. Okay. Okay. Okay, so we'll experience some Arcturian healing method frequencies. And this is called the Arcturian Golden White. 
flying dragon frequency. And on one level, it's meant to help you find your purpose, give your, your due deep sense of purpose. And also, if you have already found your mission or purpose, it helps you to lock on or stay true to that in your life. Now we're moving to what's called the Arcturian flow frequency. And that puts you in a state of consciousness in the, actually it's called the Arcturian glow frequency. It puts you into a flow state of consciousness. So we're starting with the Arcturian glow frequency. Okay, so that ends the transmission there. And you can gently but firmly come back to your physical body now, moving your fingers and your toes, coming completely back to your physical body now. And when you feel comfortable, you can open your eyes and snap your fingers. Boy, so beautiful and so lovely, nurturing and very subtle. And a lot of information was coming in for me there. It was interesting because I didn't want to come out of that. And I know that we go very deep in, in the stuff that you do, but that was just, I, it, it's just so elating and, and lovely. Very nice. Okay, great. Yeah, those are both pretty new uh, frequencies. In the method, so and very um, positive, uplifting ones. 
Yes, you know, when we were talking about this will help you with your purpose, mm -hmm. that was just such a, that was the nurturing aspect that I felt with it. Often so many of us beat ourselves up because we don't feel that we're living our purpose or we don't know what our purpose is, or even if we are on our purpose, we're scared to take the next step. You know, we hear that inner voice, but those energies were so nurturing and supportive for that. And again, different, very different. We really are receiving our new earth mission and our new earth, new earth inner directives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I think everyone's kind of um, opening up to that and also uh, maybe getting new, new ones <laughs> or evolving the ones they're, they've had. Yes, we're going to see a lot of uh, shift and change this year, you know, so even with the, the crazy political world that's out there, I really do attribute that to people going deeper within and clearing out the fears that they have and so that they can listen to this inner call of the heart and really make change and create new things. And these frequencies are totally supporting us in that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I wanted to thank you for uh, this. I think this conversation also helped to unpack some, uh, you know, there's about seven transmissions. That was, I think this was a major um, unpacking of that, um, just because it's connected to so many people, the information field we've created here. Yeah. So I think a lot will um, come from from this and, and, and from this moving onwards, and in particular with those uh, that experience and those transmissions. I just want to thank you. Oh, well, thank you, Jean. The Zermatt 7, that, those energies were uh, very vibrant and, what do you say, profound? I mean, we could really feel them, whereas mm -hmm. the Arcturians are just so subtle and nurturing, and they both are different. So I think that's cool in itself, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> variety. We invite all our viewers and listeners to join us in an online healing retreat with Jean. We've got master classes coming up. These are very cool because we do them online, three sessions in a three sessions in a row, and they're about two hours each, ninety minutes to two hours, and we just go so very deep. So Jean, wow! In the in the in the one coming up, we will be doing the Zermatt Seven transmissions. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely go through them and uh, unpack uh, all seven so people can experience them, probably two um, per uh, uh, session, uh, maybe three on one day, so to get all seven in, and really um, also what they're for, uh, so people can really utilize them uh, on all dimensions, particularly here in their personal life in the three-dimensional world where we're learning and giving uh, you know, the most and significantly. So, uh, so it'll be a great step down of interdimensional frequencies all the way down here into the physical plane, which I think it, it's its purpose. It, uh, it wasn't just meant to be um, sort of in a very high plane, although that's a great source. Uh, I think it was meant to be stepped down through all the dimensions, particularly into the physical. Beautiful. All right. So we'll be stepping down those energies in our next online healing retreat. That's Master Class 8 with Jean Ang. And I also want to say that, Jean, we've done seven master classes, and those are 
available in a special offer. They really are exquisite. They've got individual MP3 uh, breakouts of the transmissions, so people can go directly to those. And there's been reports of people healing their brain, working with their nervous system, healing their body, lots of great things, and really advancing their consciousness. So uh, I'll just give you a minute to share about those online healing retreats. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's great. I didn't, I didn't uh, realize we had so many <laughs> together, uh, but uh, that's wonderful. Um, yeah, those are really the Arturian healing method, almost like archives of, of the various frequencies. Um, uh, there's no repeats. Uh, that was intentionally that uh, each um, healing retreat would be an exposure to different aspects of the frequency. And uh, over the last three or three or so years, we've um, uh, it's evolved with um, the way the Arcturian healing method has evolved. So every session you'll be receiving something new, uh, definitely centered around healing. So that's the intention that you have on all levels, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, but also on consciousness development and that piece of uh, bringing forth your best self and also your spiritual mission. That's also seems to be in strong resonance with the Arcturian consciousness. So I believe a number of those um, healing retreats were focused on that. Yes, beautiful. So thank you for that, Jean. That whole body of work is available in your special offer. And of course, we invite people to join us for our next online healing retreat. Those are really exquisite. And after three days of that, we are on a whole new level. If they were to measure the group energy, I know it would be off the charts. It would be really elevated. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to the next one with the uh, Zermatt 7 and uh, the Arturian um, healing frequencies will also be used to kind of support people as they um, both get into the transmission to sort of prepare their subtle bodies as well as um, to integrate their subtle bodies coming out. So that's always uh, been a boon to have those frequencies available when integrating other new ones like the Zermatt 7 into someone's system. Yes, and we know from the past that these integration periods in these webinars are some of the most enjoyable parts of it. People love those integration periods, really is cool. Well, Jean Ang, channel of the Arcturian healing frequencies and interdimensional beings, all from divine source through our higher selves. This has been a fascinating quantum conversation and a beautiful light encoded experience. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks, Lauren, thanks, and thanks everyone. Thanks for this great experience and this great group feel. <laughs> <laughs> Bye everyone, we'll see you. Thanks, Jean. Bye, thanks. Thank you too for listening to this quantum conversation. If you'd like to access Jean Ang's online healing retreat of the Zermatt 7 Frequency Transmissions, please click the special offer button on this webpage. And now it's time to dance our way to the cosmic heart. Enjoy. Rain into a paper cup 
They slither wildly as they slip away across the universe. Pools of sorrow, waves of joy are drifting through my open mind, possessing and caressing me. For me, like a million eyes, they call me on and on across the universe. <laughs> Thoughts meander like a restless wind inside a letterbox. They tumble blindly as they make their way across the universe. Inciting and inviting me. Kilkila ke has raha hai, sab rango me dhal raha hai, poon raha hai, koi Limitless and I love which shines around me like a million suns. They call me on and on. Across the universe, सदियों से ये चल रहा है, हर पल ऐसे बदल रहा है, गिरता है फिर स 
संभल रहा है पाओ ये धूप और छाओ का जय
Thank you for listening and thank you for dancing with us in our collective intentions as they go across the universe to the cosmic heart. I'd like to thank my wonderful team at AcousticHealth.com, Heidi, Tony, Tom, Pam, Suzanne, and Garner, who assist with the production of Quantum Conversations, online healing retreats, and more. And thank you, too, for listening. If you've enjoyed this program, please share it with your friends and loved ones. And we thank you for shining your magnificent light and adding it to the world. This is when we love ourselves like no one else can. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. Thank you.